Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's go. Week five, already underway in London, across the pond. Falcons, Jets, 3-0 Falcons. Cordell Patterson was taken off the field into the blue tint for evaluation of a concussion. He cleared. He's back out. So all of you out there that are riding this, Calvin, I don't even know what to tell you. If you're riding that train, you're riding that gamble. Cordell Patterson's his name because Calvin Ridley obviously didn't make the trip. Not playing in this game today with Matt Ryan and the Falcons, so it is Cordell Patterson's breakout, breakout, breakout game. A resurgence of a career didn't work anywhere else, but for some reason it's working in Atlanta. Good for you if you played him last week with his three-touchdown performance, and I'm sure he's not going anywhere uh, until it absolutely shows zero. But the game right now in London... At uh, at the house that Harry Kane built. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Tottenham Hotspur? I mean, yeah, come on. Don't give me this. You started watching Ted Lasso, and now you know everything about Tottenham. Get out of here. Anyways, Dusty Like is with you. Grant Nicholson here with you. 610 Sports Radio. This is the Fantasy Football Sunday Show, and 610 Sports Radio is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. I like to give you all the information that I can give you. So players that are out as of today, I've already mentioned one, Cal Ridley, Russell Gage, they're not in. Jimmy Garoppolo out, George Kittle out. George Kittle placed on IR, so he's out for the next three weeks. And if, if you would have listened to my podcast on the 435 Podcast Network, I told you all two weeks ago to trade George Kittle. Because you knew there was a sucker out there that really wanted to draft that top elite tight end because there's like two tight ends to draft in fantasy football and then the rest is just trash. So if you did splurge on a third round, second round pick with Kelsey or um, Darren Waller, congrats. Now you're just gambling to get the right matchup the rest of the year with tight ends. But Julio Jones out for Tennessee. 
Rob Gronkowski's still out. I still can't believe that he played the rest of the game after getting a punctured lung and like 17 cracked ribs and spitting up blood. Deshaun Watson obviously still out. Logan Thomas out. Darius Slayton out. David Montgomery out. We'll talk about what that means for a former Chiefs running back, Sterling Shepard out. So basically all there is in New York against Dallas, who's one of the worst defenses, is Kenny Galladay. Players that are in or expected to play, A.J. Brown is back, Elijah Mitchell is back, Chase Claypool, and Kansas City, Josh Gordon expected to play tonight against Buffalo. We'll talk to Steven Serta at 925 uh, when we talk to him about that, because I know that he's been juiced up about Josh Gordon for about six and a half years now uh, because 2013 was so good to Steven Serta, and now he's wanting that to come back as he's been ready for Josh Gordon to get into this offense. And if there was going to be an offense that got to him, uh, that was going to be the one. More news when it comes to the fantasy world of fantasy sports, just to get you guys updated for today. When it comes to Adam Schefter, he's, he reports, Mike Zimmer says that Dalvin Cook is a quote-unquote game-time decision uh, as they play the Lions today. If Cook plays, it's no sure thing that he will get his usual workload either way. It also shapes up for an active day for Alexander Matson, who, again, fantasy guys like myself hate the whole handcuff rule, but sometimes you have to do it. In that same game, TJ Hawkinson listed as questionable due to a knee injury is expected to play. But running back Jamal Williams is questionable with a hip injury. Also, um, DeAndre Swift is questionable, but I expect him to play um, as well. And Teddy Bridgewater back for the Denver Broncos, which means a lot of good things for that running for that offense in Denver. Because I guess it just clicks better with Teddy Bridgewater instead of Andrew or an Andrew Drew Lock. Sorry, I didn't mean to put the Andrew on there. And then running back Ezekiel Elliott is questionable for today's game against the Giants. Amari Cooper, also questionable with a hamstring injury, but expected to play. So could see big games from CeeDee Lamb, could see big games from Tony Pollard. Again, that's where that handcuff situation works. And again, at 925, we'll get with Steven Serta, as I believe Matt Ryan has just connected with Kyle Pitts in the end zone as Atlanta takes a 10-0 lead against the New York Jets, who cost me a lot of money last week. But Grant, let's get into some matchups on a Week 5 Fantasy Football Sunday show. First one doesn't really ring the bell, but school is back in session because obviously there's a game going right now. But the Saints versus the Washington football team. I'm not nuts about this matchup, but there's just some key players and elements in this game that are obvious. Kamara is set to be a solid play today with Washington being the 17th uh, ranked defense against running backs. So for those of you that have waited for Alvin Kamara to take off as the running back that we were all so promised, right? As I'm sure there's a lot of people that in your leagues, you saw Kamara, Zeke, Barkley, McCaffrey, and Cook all go quick. Again, this is why it's tough to take running backs so high because McCaffrey not playing, Cook's questionable, Zeke's questionable. Barkley hasn't been Saquon except for last week. And Alvin Kamara, here we are, playing against the Washington football team. Um, They're also 30th versus the pass. Washington is so again this isn't last year's Washington defense I drafted them in a lot of leagues thinking that they'd go late they did because defenses normally do but normally it's like there's somebody in your league that takes like a Baltimore defense a Pittsburgh defense something like that stupid in the 10th round Washington fell very late to a lot of teams 
in my leagues. This is why. They're 30th against the pass. They're 17th against the run. I'm not mad if you want to start Jameis Winston this week. Callaway, I've given up on that hype. It was all spring training hype. It was the Dexter McCluster. Looks good in shoulder pads. Or looks good in shorts. Doesn't look that great in shoulder pads. He had a good preseason game. It scared us all. Um, another big week for Scary Terry. He's coming off a 13-target game in which he had a 14-target game earlier in week two. It's no secret. That's where the ball's going in Washington. Terry McLaurin is in a tough matchup versus Marquis Lattimore. But again, I think Terry McLaurin should start in every lineup every week. And I honestly think maybe it's a hot take, but I think he's the second coming of DeAndre Hopkins. Tough game for Gibson as no one, and I mean no one, runs against the Saints. But again, I get it. Lattimore's the cornerback in, in New Orleans. There's just too many target shares going towards scary Terry McLaurin. I think he's the next DeAndre Hopkins. And you got to just keep going and riding that train. When it comes to the next matchup, Lions versus Vikings, we talked about this earlier. Dalvin Cook is a game-time decision. That being said, it's kind of sketchy um, if... Uh, if he plays, right? The bad ankle, he went out last week, came in, came out, came in, came out. This is why you have to have Matson on your team if you want to handcuff. I'm totally against handcuffs because I think it wastes a roster pick. I don't like him. But in this situation, if you're going to put that much stock in a guy like Dalvin Cook, who gets that much volume on a team like Minnesota, you've got to have a guy like Matson because he's going to play some if Cook can't go or if Cook goes out. And the heavy load is going to be in his side. That's just where it's going to be. When it comes to the Vikings' other offensive weapons, you got to look at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been, I don't hate, I mean, I hate to say it, I don't like to say it, but he's been a damn good fantasy option at quarterback. He's got nine touchdowns versus one interception. He's throwing the ball very effectively, accurately, and for a lot of points. Justin Jefferson, it hasn't been what it was last year. You're seeing that production with Cincinnati with his brother that went to LSU, best friends. Same quarterback, but they play together in Cincinnati, and that connection we'll get to in a little bit. Justin Jefferson, I like this week, though. Kirk Cousins, he's been starter-worthy in fantasy football. Like I said, 9-1 to touchdown interception ratio, so he's not hitting you with a lot of negative twos like he did in the past. With the Lions, I'm not really sure. I mentioned earlier, Gary Goff and TJ Hawkinson have had a good connection, though. But like Adam Schefter said earlier, Hawkinson is listed as questionable for Sunday's game due to a knee injury. Also, Jamal Williams is questionable with a hip injury as well, but he's expected to play. And DeAndre Swift is also listed as questionable, but I expect him to play, I think. But I don't like the Lions. There's nothing about the Lions that really throw it off the, off the radar for me. I just haven't really been into there. Jared Goff continues to be a overs-unders nightmare as they're just in a bunch of garbage time. But again, staying away from a lot of action in this game. In fact, I'm really honestly considering, do you play or do you sit Dalvin Cook just because of the inconsistency because it's an ankle. Ankle injuries are always funky when it comes to a running back in situations like these because you just don't know how much volume they're going to get. When it comes to the next matchup, Packers, Bengals, this game's got a lot of juice. Congrats to those of you who drafted Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the real deal, and that connection with Burrow is polished. That's all there is to it. The connection between Burrow and Chase is polished. It was polished in college, 
everyone always said that Jamar Chase was the better of the two options when it came to he and the guy we just mentioned, Justin Jefferson. I like Jamar Chase this year a lot. Four touchdowns. He and Burrow, they've got it together. His targets have improved every single week with a high of last week of nine. Green Bay is top 10 versus the pass. So a good test to see if this duo can continue what they're doing. But Jamar Chase is in the never sit category right now. You can't sit him. I don't plan on him. I don't want you to do it. Continue to start Jamar Chase in all of your matchups. Burrow does come off one of his biggest games of the year, if not his biggest, which it was. 348, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. A bit tougher of a matchup for Green Bay as it was against Jacksonville. But you're obviously, for Green Bay, going to start Aaron Rodgers. You're obviously starting uh, Devontae Adams. And you're also going to start Aaron Jones. But let me tell you this. Cincinnati's defense is no joke. But again, they're coming off a game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, again, we know all about that team and where they're headed. But I like Jamar Chase. I like Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon. I'm not so sure you want to go with Joe Mixon this week just because of Green Bay's defense being a little bit better than most people think. It's a top 15 defense, and they do pretty well when it comes to other people's opposition. Our next matchup moving up forward. Again, reminder, you can hear Steven Serta coming up at 925, just a little bit over 10 minutes, but Broncos versus Steelers. This is a dud fantasy game. In my opinion, Ben Roethlisberger looks as wobbly as a starter as well. I don't know. Tyson Fury looked last night. I know that he won the, the boxing match. I know Wilder looked completely way more in shape, but Ben Roethlisberger and Tyson Fury kind of have the same body, and they kind of move the same way. Ben Roethlisberger's one hit from being knocked out. He's also just not good as a quarterback anymore. Chase Claypool obviously played it in this game. Deontay Johnson has zero drops this year on 30-plus targets, which is impressive as of last year. He was benched because he kept dropping the ball. Najee Harris is probably the only guy that I really get excited about when it comes to the Steelers. But both of these teams have sneaky, quiet, good defenses. So that makes me wonder, where do you lean on when it comes to this game? Obviously, you're going to start Chase Claypool. You're obviously going to start Najee Harris. After that, Deontay Johnson, I don't really care about anything. Teddy Bridgewater kind of moves the needle when it comes to the Denver offense. I think that's why he was named the starter. He's more experienced than Drew Locke. But again, Cortland Sutton, good play. Noah Fant, don't really like him this week. Not a good matchup for Noah Fant. Just not really a good fantasy matchup at all. This game streams Boarfest. Pitt's defense is pretty good. Denver's defense is actually pretty good. So I don't really like anything about this matchup moving forward when it comes to Denver versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> Next matchup's interesting. I've been waiting for this day to come for quite a while, Grant. I don't know how I can explain to you that, but that is LaVisca Chenault finally coming alive. Unfortunately, it was due to Steven Serta's guy, DJ Sharp, breaking his ankle. But if there's one thing that we saw and that we've seen this week, it's that the Jaguars like to use James Robinson, and they now are going to like to use LaVisca Chennault. That's about it for Jacksonville. That's all they really have for offense. What we're going to see moving forward is the increase of targets for LaVisca Chennault. As it's been the last few weeks, 9-7-4-7. Seven, seven. That's with DJ Shark in the lineup. 
913-576-9747. That's not a number to text. That number is 913-576-7610 on the J. Southland Toast Service text line. Ask me anything you need about your matchup today. Serta joins us at just about 10 minutes. But nine targets, seven targets, four and seven targets, all of that with DJ Shark, minus the last one as he went out in the first quarter. But again, this is the LaVisca Chenault game. They're going to play a Titans team that is much better than they are because every team in the league is better than Jacksonville. They have a coach that doesn't want to coach in the NFL. He'll be fired, I think, on Monday because I think the Titans win big. I think the Titans win somewhere along the lines of like 31 to 10. But I think all 10 points are going to be divided between Robinson and Chenault. If there's one thing we know, Robinson's going to get the majority of the snaps. He's going to get catches. He's going to get runs. Chenault's going to be the guy that he's going to target. And when they're playing from behind, they're going to throw to one guy. And that one guy is my guy, LaVisca Chenault. A.J. Brown is back in this game. He doesn't have his other guy on the other side in Julio Jones. So it's Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill for me when it comes to the Titans. And another big game could be ahead for Derrick Henry. Because if there's one thing we've seen, he's just murdered Jacksonville. I think that's where two of his 200-yard rush games come against is against the Jaguars. Plus, I think that team lays down for uh, themselves so that Urban Meyer can see himself out and go coach USC or somewhere else or just make up some excuse why he's out of no coaching job once again. I just really don't like Urban Meyer. I don't know why that's relevant to any of you, but I'm sure all of you have the same opinion when it comes to Urban Meyer. Next matchup, Eagles versus Panthers. Is this it? For Chubba Hubbard, one of the greatest names in fantasy football history. Don't release him, though. Don't release Chubba Hubbard. Because if we saw anything, you saw this week, Christian McCaffrey is back at practice. And then you get all the way to Sunday, and I know what you're doing. You're looking at that projection. You're seeing on the right side, Christian McCaffrey projected 22 points. Then you get to Saturday, and it says zero. That's what happened a lot last year, and that's what's going to continue to happen this year because it's a hamstring injury. Hamstring injuries are the worst. You don't know what to do with them. You don't know how they're going to heal. Everybody's different. So keep Chubba Hubbard rostered. Keep him on your team and play him this week. Hubbard could have a nice week versus the Eagles. Last week, Clyde Edwards-Elair had a really good week. He had 14 carries and went for 102 yards. Now, a lot of you saw those steal shots on Twitter where the offensive line made Grand Canyon-sized holes for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to run through. But again, Philadelphia gives up running yards. And if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can do 14 for 102 on a team that passes the ball like 65% of the time on their offense, then yeah, I would let Chubba Hubbard eat this week. But keep an eye on Jalen Hurts because the Panthers are, without a doubt, not the Chiefs' defense. And they're sneaky good. So for those of you that saw Jalen Hurts last week on your bench, just completely torch your team because you didn't start him. Don't get mad if he doesn't do that again this week because Carolina's defense at one point was number one in the NFL. I know we're only in week five. I know this season is only somewhat of a quarter of the way over, or over. But Carolina's defense is good. I don't expect Jalen Hurts to do what he did last week against a team whose defense is, without a doubt, the worst defense in the league. But they have the best offense in the league, so pick your poison. But I do believe that Devontae Smith is the real deal. Now, he was making Mike Hughes look silly last week 
which isn't that hard to do, but it appears that he and Jalen Hurts have some sort of connection. And the way that Devonta Smith is learning how to run routes and get open is a scary side effect because a lot of people gave him that, well, he's too small type of, you know, narrative coming into the NFL. And he's done nothing but give two middle fingers to that. So I like Devonta Smith against the Panthers defense. That's about it. But DJ Moore should have a big game. I think you should see Chubba Hubbard have a big game. And again, I'm telling you, keep a hold of Chubba Hubbard because we don't know what Christian McCaffrey is going to do. We know that he's back at practice, but then he goes to doubtful and then he's out. So keep a hold of Chubba Chubba Hubbard as he's just a good fantasy option moving forward. When it comes to the next matchup, unfortunately, it's Dolphins versus Bucks. And I got nothing for you if you're the Dolphins owners. Got nothing. After last week, Miles Gaskin should have given you enough evidence that it's just not happening this year. He ruined everybody's week last week. I think he hung a .3 point score. So I'm not starting anybody for Miami because this game screams blowout in Tampa. So when you hear blowout from one side to the other, you look at Tampa Bay. I like Brady, like Evans, like Godwin, like Brown, like Fournette, like them all for the Tampa Bay Bucks. This screams a five touchdown game for Tom Brady. He got over the toughest obstacle last week, which was obviously beating Bill Belichick in New England, coming back home, having Adele play in his head, one of the best promotions you've ever seen when it comes to a football game. And they absolutely waxed Bill Belichick's hopes of beating Tom Brady. And this week, I think they just destroy the Dolphins. I love stacking the Bucks this week. Love Tom Brady. Love Chris Godwin. Love Chris Evans. Or Chris Evans. Love Mike Evans. It's just the way it looks when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they could win 35 to 10. For those of you that aren't watching, this Atlanta Jets game, well, Atlanta's smoking them. Hayden Hurst just got a touchdown for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's second touchdown on the day. They lead 17-0 versus the New York Jets. Why couldn't the Jets lose last week? Coming up at 925 in just a little bit, we'll have Steven Serta join us. And got a slew of questions there. If you want to ask Steven Serta, 913-576-7610. This next game, this next matchup, Patriots versus the Texans, nobody. Well, I take that back. Brandon Cooks. Anybody else? I'm good. I don't like anybody else. New England's missing like half its offensive line. There's nobody that I want for New England. There's nobody that I want for Houston, this game is just, well, it's just a bad product for the NFL. Like I had mentioned, Steven Serta will join us next here on Fantasy Football Sunday. A Fantasy Football Sunday brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. We'll get to Steven Serta right after this when we get back. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back in on a fantasy football Sunday. With your host, Dusty Likens. You can follow me at Dusty Likens. 17-0 Atlanta over the Jets. Across the pond is getting a little little nasty uh, for the guys in green. Touchdowns from Kyle Pitts. Also Hayden Hurst. So it's just the tight end show uh, when it comes to uh, Jets versus Falcons as, uh, well, Zach Wilson just threw an interception. So now Atlanta's about to score, and hopefully you all that are riding this Cordell Patterson train can be rewarded with yet a touchdown. And if he's the guy moving forward, and it ain't Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson set up for the rest of the day uh, for all of you on fantasy football. Uh, You know, if you're a nut like me, you ride the train until it dies, right? And Cordell Patterson train is very much alive. Speaking of very much alive, Steven Serta joins us now as he does every week. Uh, that we have this show. Sir, are you doing good this week? I mean, it's it's football in London, man. It started at 8.30, so I know you've been juiced since about 7.45 a.m. Is that correct? Um, Actually, I wasn't really that juiced about this game. I slept in a little bit, got up about 8.45, so I missed the first few minutes of the game. But uh, I, I do have it on in the background now as I'm sitting here talking to you. Oh, well, that's good. At least you can kind of get into this because it's exactly what you thought, which is a game of duds because Atlanta's just blowing them out. But, sir, do we get right to it? Uh, busy Sunday today. It's still no bye weeks. Uh, they don't start till next week. But, um. Today's a big game for two receivers, I think. Uh, One is because there's a lot of people that probably drafted A.J. Brown in the top 10 this year. And then there's a lot of people that probably didn't draft this next guy, which is LaVisca Chenault. Um, A.J. Brown, how much is action is he going to see? And then is this the LaVisca Chenault, like, blow-up 15-target type of game uh, as they play each other this week as it's Brown versus Chenault and as it's Tennessee versus Jaguars? 
Well, I mean, A.J. Brown should be totally fine. I know he hasn't lived up to expectations so far this season, and he didn't play at all last week. He's coming off an injury. Him and Julio Jones are both dealing with hamstring injuries, just not ideal. Um, Julio's not going to play today, though, So, and A.J. Brown is expected to be a full go. He returned to practice in full capacity, and he even practiced a little bit in a limited capacity last week. So I think he's going to be totally fine. I'm absolutely putting him into my lineup as the wide receiver one that I drafted him to be. And I think he's going to be good to go. It's a good matchup against a bad Jacksonville Jaguars defense. And I really like LaVisca Chenault today. Um, He had the most targets he's ever had in his career last week after DJ Chark went down with the season-ending ankle injury. He had 99 yards, also a career high. And... Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars actually threw to him down the field, which is something we haven't seen anybody do so far in his career for whatever reason. They keep acting like LaVisca isn't fast and like he's just this like gadget player that they run swing passes to and pitches and wide receiver screens instead of actually trying to see what he can do downfield when he has to go up and make a play on the ball. And we saw him do that last week, and he looked really good at it. So this is a fantastic matchup against one of the worst secondaries in football in the Tennessee Titans. I love LaVisca today. I've got him in lineups all over the place. Couldn't agree more. I think he's in three of my rosters. I know he's for sure in two of them. Um, This is kind of tough because we're kind of getting into the grud of the season as it's starting to get a little bit more and more injury prone. Uh, For people who lost Russell Wilson, who's someone that's pretty available and could grind it out for him the rest of the season or at least for the four, four to six weeks that Russell Wilson will be out? I don't know if there's anybody available that you're going to try to start every week moving forward uh, while you're trying to, you know, hopefully stay in the playoff hunt while you wait for Russell Wilson to get back. But Sam Darnold's a guy that's still available in a ton of fantasy football leagues. He keeps rushing for touchdowns every week. He keeps putting up fantasy numbers. They're not, they're not flashy. They're not Patrick Mahomes. But he has been solid. He has been very consistent. And so I would have to imagine that he's available on a lot of your waiver wires. And I think he's a fantastic like matchup quarterback. Joe Burrow's a guy who wound up being available in a lot of leagues. Uh, some Actually, a lot of people dropped him after his first couple of weeks because he was really struggling and wasn't putting up a ton of fantasy points. But he's been bouncing back lately. So Joe Burrow is actually available in more leagues than you probably realize. If he's available, I would happily add him to my roster. Um, those are both two guys that I think, if you can add both of those guys and they're available in your league, they're guys that you could totally flip-flop and just try to go with your matchup plays until you get Russell Wilson back. Some of the guys that were available, obviously undrafted, or they were available like rounds 14 or 15 in fantasy drafts, were Trey Lance and Justin Fields, both of which... Uh, one has been named the starter moving forward in Justin Fields. The other one in Trey Lance. Uh, he gets his first, like, start, I guess, and it'll be a, uh, you know, can he get over Jimmy Garoppolo type of uh, reception. But, I mean, who do you like better in their matchup today as they both kind of have favorable matchups? I guess Arizona's a little tougher than the Raiders. But uh, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, what do you expect from those two young kids today? Oh, uh, I mean, I hope both of them just ball out because I like both of them as players. Uh, I think they both are really exciting and intriguing and they supply much more upside than the starters that they are replacing today. And 
it's incredible that the Bears finally decided to actually name Justin Fields their starter, even if Andy Dalton's healthy. Um, we saw what he did last week. They only allowed him to throw the ball a handful of times. But Justin Fields is a very accurate downfield passer, which he showed us in college, and he showed us last week by having multiple just big-time throws down the football field with, like, precision accuracy and they haven't even let him use his legs yet so I don't think that Matt Nagy is necessarily calling the plays anymore I think that he has given up play calling duties because he's been such a disaster this season so I think all of that's going to work in favor of Justin Fields I'd love to see them give him a chance to use his legs today against the Raiders because their offensive line's not particularly good and that Raiders pass rush has actually been really good this season so I think he's going to have to get outside the pocket, and he's going to have to throw. Hopefully, it's to our guy Allen Robinson, who has been an absolute disaster this season. So I'd love to see Fields do that. And Trey Lance, I think, like if you asked me which one I wanted the rest of the season, it would probably be Trey Lance this year. But I think Justin Fields has probably the more uh, NFL pedigree ready. Like he'll he'll be ready to be a more consistent NFL quarterback. A lot faster than Trey Lance, I think. We saw last week Trey Lance has got serious like accuracy issues, serious problems with his throwing mechanics and stuff like that. But he's got a cannon for an arm. So he can put the ball down the field and he can make plays. We know he's mobile. We know he can run and that the 49ers are going to use some option stuff to get his legs going and give him opportunities in the run game, which is going to open up their offense in a way that Jimmy Garoppolo just simply never could. But he's still got a lot of developing to do as a passer, and I think we saw that last week. So I like Trey Lance's weapons more this year and what's going on around him with the 49ers. So I think like as a fantasy asset, Trey Lance probably has more upside, assuming he's the starter the rest of the season, than maybe Justin Fields does, just because I, I don't trust the Bears coaching staff, and that offensive line is just brutal. I think what's interesting is we kind of segue from the – from the Justin Fields conversation with Chicago. Not, I'm not going to have you evaluate Derek Carr, who's been pretty exceptional this year, sadly. Um, but it seems that the reason Derek Carr has been better is because of his connection that's going deep to Henry Ruggs. Again, I'm one of these guys, and you know this, that when it comes to fantasy football, I'm going to ride that train until it officially tells me that it's derailed. And I don't see the Henry Ruggs deep ball connection going away anytime soon. It's been there the last three straight games. It takes one big play for him to really hit when it comes to fantasy football. And I feel that Derek Carr, John Gruden, and Henry Ruggs are all finally on the same page. And again, they're just letting it hang with him going out there and trying to beat one safety deep. And they've done it the last three weeks, and they've connected every single week. Do you believe in the Henry Ruggs hype train that continues to move forward? Uh, I mean, I, I think you're... Sounds like you're invested in Henry Ruggs a lot more than I am, Dusty. Um, but I mean, it's paying yeah. off. I I mean, I mean, he had three catches for sixty yards last week. I wouldn't really call that paying off. Um, he, I think Henry Ruggs is an exciting player. Who, yes, he is very, very fast, and he's been a little bit more consistent this season. It's, I don't even think it's necessarily Ruggs being more consistent. It's just that. Derek Carr is slinging it in a way that we haven't ever seen him sling it before. So as long as Derek Carr keeps this up, yeah, I think Henry Ruggs has plenty of fantasy value. And he's, yeah, he's a big play waiting to happen. And he can take a, 
you know, he can get a 70-yard touchdown anytime he touches the ball, but I wouldn't put make him like an every week starter in my fantasy lineup. I still think until I see a little bit more of it that he is more of a matchup play for me. Now, you're probably not so deep at wide receiver that you could completely write him off every week as like, oh, he can just sit on my bench until I know for sure he's a number one wide receiver. But I still think he's in that matchup play category for me. Like, he's not, you know, we talked about A.J. Brown. Like, A.J. Brown's a every week starter, hands down, right. without question. Henry Ruggs isn't that guy for me just yet. Um. I tried to think about this in my head today. I tried to talk myself into nine, maybe 11 actual starters in this Chiefs versus Bills fantasy game. I heard the guys before us, as you solely remember, as the gambling dudes. Uh, they said this is the AFC play, the AFC game of the year. Uh, it's in week five, Chiefs-Buffalo. I will say this. I've looked at some weather tonight, and it looks like there is a chance for some rain, maybe some severe weather at that uh, towards the end of this Chiefs-Buffalo game. But there's definitely, what, nine, ten guys that you're starting in this game against the Chiefs and the Bills? I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of players that I'm starting in this game. Uh, How do you say this with, like, a crooked smile on Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Zach Moss, Dawson Knox, probably. So, I mean, what's that, like, eight or nine? Yeah. Um you know, Devin Singletary is probably a guy. Clyde, yeah, I mean, I think that's nine right there. So, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of action, and it is. Um, I, I've been calling it all week on Arrowhead Pride, the go. biggest game of the AFC so far this year. Like, this is a huge game for Buffalo trying to convince themselves and the masses that they're truly the best team in the AFC after a slow Chiefs start and that they can take down the Kansas City Chiefs, who beat them pretty easily twice last season, including one time in the AFC Championship game. And so it's an opportunity for them to prove that they've taken this next step and they truly are Super Bowl contenders, not just you know one of the little brothers in the AFC to the Kansas City Chiefs in the right. powerhouse that they've been with Patrick Mahomes. And this is also... If the Chiefs lose this football game, you start out two and three. Like, you're not in as bad a shape as the Seattle Seahawks, who are about to go two months without Russell Wilson at two and three. But it's not great. And you're all of a sudden, you're looking uphill the rest of the way in the AFC. And with three AFC losses already, you're basically eliminated from the first round by, in my mind, if you're the Chiefs and you lose this football game. So I, I think the Chiefs need this one more. I do still think it's going to be a high scoring game but i think that we're kind of overestimating the bills a little bit in this one because of their easy schedule so far in the gauntlet the chiefs have faced we've been going really long so just give me one big starter and one big sit that a lot of people aren't thinking about this week sort of uh i'm sitting Allen robinson i i Damn. love him uh i think he's an exceptional player and i love justin fields and the upside that he's going to provide to your fantasy lineup I just have to see it because through four weeks of the season, Allen Robinson has just been a straight-up liability in your fantasy lineups. And even in a decent matchup with Justin Fields as the quarterback, I got to see Allen Robinson produce before I'm just going to trot him back into my lineup because it's jeopardized my season. <laughs> like the way <laughs> that you know, the Chiefs are 
jeopardizing their season if they lose on uh, Sunday night football. Like, Allen Robinson is jeopardized by fantasy season of the first four uh, weeks of the season. Awesome. So, I am absolutely benching him this week until I see him, like, really establish a connection with Justin Fields. And hopefully that does happen today. I'm not even going to be mad if he winds up going off and he's sitting on my bench. Um, another guy that I really like is a sleeper. I talked about LaVisca Chanel. Uh, I love him today. I also really like Dalton Schultz. Um, he's a guy that hopefully you added last week. He was one of my favorite pickups of the week. He's kind of separating himself from Blake Jarwin in Dallas, and he is going to be the lowest value guy that you can possibly grab in that Dallas Cowboys high-powered offense, and he's going against a New York Giants team that has allowed a tight end touchdown in every game so far this year, I absolutely love Dalton Schultz today. So I've got him going like everywhere. Sir, to let the people know where they can hear you for more information on yourself. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. You can also please download, subscribe, rate, and review the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, me and my guy Rocky Magana will be live on name. Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube immediately following the Chiefs and the Bills tonight. Steven Serta, thanks once again, and uh, we'll stay in touch and watch another great week of football action. Thanks, Dusty. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. That's Steven Serta. You can follow him at Steven Serta. Let's do him on the air. Pride, like, review, share, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, whatever you got to do. Uh, get more of Steven Serta in your life. Grant, we got to get to a break. Uh, we come back. More matchups here on the Fantasy Football Sunday Show. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back in on a Fantasy Football Sunday show. Dusty Likens with you. Grant Nicholson producing this bad boy. Uh, just joined by Steven Serta. So thanks again to Steven Serta uh, every day from the 816. Steve is awesome. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Steve is awesome. He passed the torch to me, and I hope I'm keeping it lit. From the 913 with Julio out. Should I start A.J. Brown over Jamar Chase? No, start Chase. Would you guys start Juju or Ruggs? Man, I'm out on uh, on on Pittsburgh Steelers players that aren't named Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, or Deontay Johnson. So Ruggs. I'm higher on Ruggs than Steven Serta is. He's my Allen Robinson to Steven Serta. Henry Ruggs leads the Raiders in yards, yards per game, yards per catch, third in targets. He's only third in targets because Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro just tend to take it all away. From the 913, Cordell Patterson is the one shining light amongst us dumpster fire of running back situations. I drafted McCaffrey and Gus Edwards. Ah, oh, it's great. Same. Right there with you. Uh, Dasa Knox or Cole Beasley. 
Sweet dear baby Jesus, help a brother decide. Uh, Cole Beasley, you gotta go with, you gotta go with slot receivers against the Chiefs. You gotta think he's gonna have a ton of targets. He's gonna have a lot of catches. Uh, as much as I hate Cole Beasley, uh, preferably for his rap career and the fact that he looks like the guy trying to kill Robin Williams from the movie Jumanji. Um, I just, I uh, he looks just like him. Look it up. Look up Jumanji. As we get into some matchups uh, here on a Fantasy Football Sunday. Fantasy Football Sundays here on 16 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Uh, the next matchup, of course, that we've got to get to. Browns versus the Chargers. Big fantasy game here. A lot of stackable options here. I like the stack effect in this game. Herbert, Williams, Allen, Eckler. Other side, OBJ, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I also like Baker in this week. This is just a big stack game for any of you DFS players out there. This is a weekly type of play. Or daily, I'm sorry. This is also a weekly type of play. You're obviously going to start Chubb. You're also going to start Hunt. Obel Beckham, I don't know. But if you're playing daily, you can probably get him cheaper than you think. And he has a chance to have a good game against the Chargers defense. It hasn't been that great. Keenan Allen still seems to be able to ball. Austin Eckler seems to be able to ball. After last week, we saw what happened. Mike Williams. Mike Williams is kind of a coin toss. Right? Like, if they could just figure out that he's the biggest, baddest dude on the field and get him the ball, everything would work fine. Obviously, you're starting Justin Herbert, who's just been a valuable starter for everybody this week. I've liked him all year. But again, big, stackable game when it comes to Browns versus Chargers. What a hell of a game. When we move forward, we look at the Bears versus the Raiders. Certain I talked a lot about this game because there's a lot of implications in this game. One is former Chiefs running back Damian Williams could be set for a big fantasy action with Montgomery out. This is big for the former Chief who had sneaky good games last year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not last year, two years ago. You saw what he did in the Super Bowl, obviously. A lot of people thought he could have been the MVP, but you're not going to do that to Patrick Mahomes when he's the one that threw the jet chip wasp play. But I like Damian Williams, and it's my fault that Damian Williams isn't on a team of mine that I roster because I saw Damian Williams out there for three weeks. It was like, should we? There's a chance. Montgomery always seems like he gets hurt. This guy seems like a guy, if given the role, he can do it all. Run the ball, catch the ball, gets a lot of fantasy value. Justin Fields gets his first start with the training wheels off. Like Serta said, he doesn't think Matt Nagy's got the call plays anymore. Play calls, call plays. He's not calling plays or play calling. And maybe this is the true statement game for Allen Robinson. Because if he ain't going to do it against the Raiders, it's it's really time to start worrying. Because like a lot of people, Steven Serta being one of them, you put a lot of stock in Allen Robinson. And a lot of us said... Once Justin Fields can get this job, Allen Robinson's numbers have to go up. Well, they haven't. But this is actually the first time we've seen Allen Robinson, or I'm sorry, this is the first time we've seen Justin Fields be given that role, even if Andy Dalton is uh, is available. Some breaking news from Adam Schefter. Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker has been downgraded to out versus the Bucks. So... What's this, Grant? The Mike Gusecki game? You tell yourself that. And then Vita Vey just kills everybody because that's just what he does. But when it comes to the Raiders, it seems like Josh Jacobs is that dude. So for all of you that said, well, maybe there's a chance Kenyon Drake could be a sneaky play this year, it ain't happening. Kenyon Drake did nothing last week, and Josh Jacobs was questionable almost all the way up to the start of the game. 
Josh Jacobs had five targets, and he caught all five. They're using them everywhere. Now, he had 10 for 41, but the Raiders were coming from behind 21-0 against the Chargers last week on Monday Night Football. You watched it. I watched it. So, Josh Jacobs, he practiced fully Thursday. He practiced fully Friday. Travels well. He's good to go. Josh Jacobs could be that heavy volume guy against the Bears. They're going to use him in all facets of the game, it seems. Seems Gruden seems to trust him that way. Sorry to the Kenyon Drake owners. I really liked Henry Ruggs this week. A lot. I have liked Henry Ruggs a lot, like I just said. He leads the team in yards. He leads the team. He's thirdly in, uh, in um, receptions behind Renfro and Waller. Renfro's just a slot guy. Ruggs seems to be doing that deep connection where at least once, maybe twice a game, they're trying to find a... Uh, where they're trying to find a mismatch between a safety. It's happened the last three weeks. Now, I get it. Last week, he only had 60 yards receiving. But one of those plays, it was there. It just didn't happen. But all I mean to tell you is that they're looking for it. They're connecting. Obviously, Waller, I think, bounced back this week. And obviously, Hunter Renfro is a good start this week, in my opinion, just because I think this game screams a lot of sloppiness. But I can see the Raiders and the Bears giving you some sort of value. When it comes to our next matchup, it's Arizona versus the Niners. Niners at Arizona. Trey Lance versus, well, Goku, or as some people call it, Baby Yoda still. It's a better matchup for Murray. Arizona has an elite defense. I think they rank ninth versus quarterbacks this year. They do rank ninth, so not a good first start for Trey Lance. But, hey, Debo Samuel's always a lock when he's on this offense. Last week, he had 13 targets. He got eight for 156. Now, I know 70 of it were on one play coming out of the second half, but, hey, Trey Lance is going to look his way, and last week he balled um, for that offense. As for Arizona, Chase Edmonds seems like he's legitimately, he's legitimately the role that everyone wants him to be. Last week he had 12 for 120. The only problem is James Conner is stealing his touchdowns. Like, Chase Edmonds is that dude, but James Conner is stealing his touchdowns. He sold two of them last week. I don't think that continues. I think they eventually get Chase Edmonds in the end zone, and Chase Edmonds is balling. Obviously, we mentioned Elijah Mitchell will play in this game for Air, for the 49ers. A good play. I'm not sure I'd start him. I still like Debo Samuel or Chase Edmonds as the running backs moving forward in this game. But if I had any stock in Arizona receivers, I'm buying it because the Niners are 28th versus the pass. So big game for Baby Yoda or Goku, however you want to call it, if you're a fan of the Mandalorian. It's kind of a crapshoot when it comes to the wide receivers for Arizona because, well, Kyler Murray's slinging it all over the field. One thing that is true, Kyler Murray's the MVP so far this season, and you have to start him every single week, but that's obvious. <laughs> Moving on, Giants-Cowboys. Same kind of concept as, uh, well, not really the same kind of concept, but the Cowboys have a terrible defense. Daniel Jones is a good play. Kenny Galladay is a good play. And Saquon Barkley, also a good play. As for Dallas, keep an eye on the Zeke Elliott situation. He's questionable up to game time. I assume he plays, but this is where that handcuff works. Tony Pollard, you have that last-minute situation. If need be, hell, if you want, start them both. The Giants are that bad. They give up production. And as I can tell you, Dallas might have the second-worst defense in the league. Daniel Jones, by the way, tell me if you knew this. He's number eight when it comes to quarterbacks this year in fantasy football. He ranks eight for all quarterbacks because of his leg play. And this week, he has a favorable matchup against the Cowboys. Monday night's game, Colts versus Raven. Big one for Lamar Jackson. Um, Hollywood Brown. He has four 
catches of 20 plus yards or more. That is second in the league. Um, so Hollywood Brown, maybe finally living up to the nickname, finally living up to the draft stock, and Lamar Jackson seems to find him. I also like Sammy Watkins in this game a lot. Le'Veon Bell's going to play. I don't like any running backs when it comes to the Ravens because I think Lamar Jackson's just going to be that guy moving forward. As for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor. That's it. That's it. Maybe if you want, you can start Zach Pascal. But again, Baltimore's defense might be hurt. They might be beat up. They don't have Marcus Peters. But let me tell you this. They're still top 10 versus opponents wide receivers. So again, all I want in this action is Jonathan Taylor. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Checkdowns, late game touchdowns, garbage time touchdowns. And that's all that really kind of moves the needle for me when it comes to the Ravens versus the Colts. And the final matchup, yours truly, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Buffalo Bills. It's the AFC matchup of the year. It's what everybody's calling it. Playoff atmosphere in Arrowhead. The only thing I will concern you about is there is some severe weather later tonight in this game. That's a fantasy blow. The over-under in this game is 56 and a half. There's nine to 10 guys that can start both sides combined. Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, Clyde. Josh Gordon is going to start, but I don't think he's worth starting on your roster. He should be rostered and kept a very close eye on. 6'3", 225, big target, red zone, eyeballs for Patrick Mahomes. As for the Bills, Cole Beasley, Moss, Knox, Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, Singletary, all those guys. That's 10 dudes. Big game. Just keep your eye on the weather. If it gets nasty early, get the hell out of Dodge. With the questionable ones, you're obviously starting the key locks like Diggs, Mahomes, Edwards, Elaire, Kelsey, Allen, those big guys. But it's a matchup that screams a ton of points. And if there's one thing you love, you love hanging like a 165 on your opponent. That'll conclude all of our matchups today here on the Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views from the 316. Clyde Edwards Alaire, Latavius Murray. Clyde Edwards, Jones or Claypool or Ruggs? I got to play two, sit one, sit Jones, play Claypool and Ruggs. I'm Dusty Likens. Coming up next, Nick Schrute from 10 to 2 on Monday through Friday with Cody and Gold. He's got you next here for a Bink Sunday. Everybody, good luck. Go win you a game and have fun. Cheers. You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 